Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Five Questions with Dr. K. Welcome to another exciting broadcast of Five Questions with Dr. K. I am your host, Erica Kelly, and we have an exciting broadcast for you. I have none other than my pastor, Bishop Alvin Walker, with us. He's going to give us insight on the topic of pastoring entrepreneurs. Bishop Walker, how are you doing today? Doing great, doing great, Dr. Kelly. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great, Bishop. I tell you, I appreciate you coming in and talking with our listeners about this topic, which is very important. Entrepreneurship uh, is something that I've worked with you extensively on for a number of years, so I know it's near and dear to your heart, and I thought you would be an excellent guest to talk about this topic today. All right. Well, thank you very much, very much for inviting us, and uh, it's an honor to be here with you. All right. Well, I will tell you um, another reason that this came about. I was with my family, you know, over the summer, we've been spending some time together, and I was talking with my sister, and we were just dreaming about business ideas. I have a big chart in my office at home that has all kinds of ideas and business ventures and just all kinds of books, just different things I've been dreaming about. And she just paused and said, where did you get all this from? Where, who taught you how to think like this? And I paused myself and I thought, the lighthouse, Bishop Alvin Walker. It came to me that this church has been so instrumental, not just in you know getting my life right with God, but just in terms of dreaming about entrepreneurial ventures and things that I can do to better myself. And I owe a lot of that to the Lord and you. And so I just want to thank you for that. And even my sister noticed this is something, you know, this is not something that we were raised to think about. And so it must have come from someplace significant. And that will be you. Well, I tell you, I give God the honor and the glory. But Dr. Kelly, I, I tell you, it was in you all along. <laughs> so I just played maybe a little part in trying to help bring it out. Well, I appreciate it. Okay, so let's get right in with our five questions. First of all, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you began your ministry as a pastor, because you're not originally from Northeast Louisiana, correct? No, no, I'm okay. not. I'm not from here. As a matter of fact, I'm a native of Virginia, uh, grew up in Virginia. My family is from the East Coast. My mother was from South Carolina, and they, on uh, that side of the United States, they kind of migrated from the South on up North. So uh, they moved from the lower states, North Carolina, South Carolina, on to Virginia, D.C. area, and on up to uh, New York and in between. So she ended up in, in Virginia, and so I grew up there, you know, spent a lot of time there, met a lot of people. Uh, had a good life, had a good life. We weren't a rich family, so to speak, but I didn't know we were poor either. Right. You know, we just, <laughs> we just, just like everybody else, we just enjoyed life and enjoyed what we had, basically, that was provided for us at that time. Okay. So how did you get into pastoring? Like, did you know from a young age that you would be called to the ministry or how did that come about? Oh, uh, no, no, no. As a matter of fact, that was probably the farthest from my mind or anybody else's mind that <laughs> knew me. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it was a shock to my family <laughs> when they found out. But but we, we were kind of like Abraham, went and joined the Air Force, 
and from the Air Force. We were stationed at uh, Alexandria, then went back overseas, Thailand, came back to Shreveport, Louisiana. Like I couldn't get out of Louisiana, you know. And so I, I was uh, I was stationed here at Barksdale. Uh, from there, uh, I just, you know, somebody witnessed to me about the Lord and being saved. And I, I had been running from the Lord for a long time, but it was always in my heart that there was something I was missing in life. So after hearing them and how God changed their lives, then lo and behold, God got a hold of me and got saved and got in church. And then from there, the Lord began to deal with me about a call to, to the ministry and on to pastoring. And then we came to Monroe, Louisiana, where we started in West Monroe, Louisiana, started a church there. And uh, from there, things just began to happen. Yeah, and I was fortunate enough to be a part of uh, some of the latter years of the church in West Monroe. So I was so thankful to be, you know, introduced to you at that time. It was just a wonderful change in my life as well. So thank you for following that calling and obe okay. being obedient to the Lord because that obedience has also had ramifications in other people's lives. Right. So it's so important to be obedient to whatever God is calling you to do. That is so true. That is so true. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful. It totally changed my life. But with the call came purpose and destiny. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but right here. This has become my Canaan land, yeah. you know. I fought it for a number of years. Yeah. But, you know, when God places you in a certain place, it doesn't matter where it is. It could be in the middle of the desert. Mm -hmm. If you're obedient to the will of God, then everything begins to flow in your direction. Yes, yes, I agree. Now, of course, we know that one of the major tenets of pastoring is about bringing people to the Lord and getting them saved and getting them on the right track. And you definitely do that. That is definitely a primary focus of your ministry. But another undercurrent for me has always been entrepreneurship. So let's talk about that. Why is the topic of entrepreneurship important to you? Well, when I first came to uh, Monroe, I heard all these statistics about uh, poverty mm -hmm. and Monroe was the had the highest poverty rate in the in the United States with a population over fifty thousand. That was just huge and enormous to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my question was, what can we do? What can I do? What can we do as a church to help alleviate or to at least help some people to come out of out of poverty? So I began to look at different things, and one of the things we looked at was uh, entrepreneurship home ownership, financial literacy, computer education. So a number of things we, we looked at that could really, I felt could help people mm -hmm. come out of an impoverished situation. And so entrepreneurship became a major, major theme. And one of the things that we wanted to look into when I looked at it and the benefits from it, I saw that it could be enormous and life-changing for mm -hmm. those that would take on that as an endeavor or a project. Did you grow up around many entrepreneurs when you were younger? Well, my granddad was a farmer. Hmm, okay. Farmers are entrepreneurs. Yes, and they are. so I used to watch him work and I used to go down there even though I was raised up in the city. I used to go to the farm on the during the summer. Just loved it. Just loved mm -hmm. the work. Just it was something about seeing him work and, you know, seeing him put a fifty pound bag of 
a feed on his on his shoulder and just walking. I'd walk behind him in the field, you know, <laughs> and, and just believing that one day I would be able to do that. And just seeing men just working and and sweating, and I just that was just intriguing to me, uh, very inspirational. So I saw uh, the benefits of of him you know, being able to raise his family mm-hmm. and my mother, her brothers and sisters and, and the type of people they, they grew up to be under that scenario. And uh, my dad was a painter. He yeah. used to paint at the Newport News Shipbuilding and Dry Dock Company. And okay. uh, he was a professional painting as, painter. As a matter of fact, he, he helped paint some of the major U.S. Uh, USS Enterprise, one of the largest naval ships that's on the sea today, and it holds about 5,000 sailors, you know, and he was one of the painters that painted that, and from that professional painting career, he went into, you know, working with someone, but also starting his own business, Mm. and so he would take me out, and I would work with him, would paint and do this and do that. And uh, that was very inspirational to me as well, you know, how you could really basically have your own business and you could take a skill that you were utilizing as an employee Mm -hmm. and then basically turn that into your own business. Mm -hmm. And so after that, we we did little things on the side. I used to shine shoes. I used to mow lawns. I used to, you know, bag groceries. So, you know. My life has been a, you know, from here to there. But the main thing was I found out that it's important to make your own money. Then you can spend it the way you want to. (laughs) You don't have to have your hands stretched out asking mom and daddy for this or that. But you can, you can, uh, you know, you can do your own thing there. Yes, yes. Well, wonderful. Okay, now another transition. I want to talk a little bit about the biblical perspective about entrepreneurship. What are your thoughts on that? Well, when you look at when you look at entrepreneurship throughout the Bible, to give an example, Abraham was a successful businessman uh, in the cattle industry of his time. He owned plenty of livestock and was in charge of groups of herdsmen, employees, and that managed livestock on his behalf. And the nature of his business allowed him to be free to move whenever God say move. You know. He was the business owner. So when God said, move here, when God said, go to Canaan land, when God directed him, he could just pick up his livestock and just move. And through his uh, businesses, he became a very prosperous and rich man. As a matter of fact, his, his nephew Lot, uh, their their businesses grew so huge and enormous that they had to split because of it was creating problems among the herdsmen. So, Abraham was a, was a businessman. Solomon was blessed with the wisdom from God. Mm-hmm. He 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 was a great businessman. He was a, a entrepreneur. He had various business and interests, including international trade and merchant ships. He took advantage of the trade routes that ran through the kingdom uh, at that time, and he partnered with other kings, uh, Queen of Sheba, and they were in exchange with goods with one another, and. We can go on down the line talking about Solomon, his wisdom. He has so much wisdom concerning entrepreneurship and being a business owner. Then when you look at in Proverbs, 31 Proverbs, the virtuous woman, yeah, yeah. she was a, she was a businesswoman. Yeah, she, you know, she bought her items and she sold them and 
and she would make things and sell them and she would make sound investments and she would make a profit off her goods and she did all of that while she was raising a family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she was a mama and, and an awesome businesswoman. Mm -hmm. And then you got the Apostle Paul. He was a tent maker, which gave him the ability to be mobile. Mm -hmm. You know, he could go here, go there, answer the call of God one location to another wherever he was he was able to make tents and sell them so he wasn't totally dependent on people's donation he mm -hmm. he uh was very instrumental in doing an awesome work for the lord but he was a business owner when you look at uh the disciples you look peter at peter and several other disciples they ran fishing business mm -hmm. you know he was a fisherman when the lord call him. He just dropped his net and went on to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Then Matthews was a tax collector. Luke was a doctor. Lydia was a seller of purple garments and Jesus himself was a carpenter. Yeah, so when you look at entrepreneurs throughout the Bible, you see a history of people that had their own business mm -hmm. and it freed them up to, to serve the Lord the way that they really wanted to. Yes. And I love that because I think that's one thing that we all really want is the freedom to live our lives, you know, the way that we want, especially pleasing to the Lord. So when you are an entrepreneur, you do have that freedom and flexibility that you wouldn't have if you work for somebody. Right, right, right. And one other thing, I, I read a book by a rabbi, very interesting. He talked about Jewish culture and he talked about how important it was for them coming up to learn a skill and a trade mm -hmm. and to perfect that. Yeah. And and they were they were taught to just put an enormous amount of time in perfecting your skill. Mm -hmm. And if there's something else that that need to be done, then you hire somebody else with that skill. To do it. And yeah. that gives you more time to perfect your skill. Yes, so yes. when you look at the Jewish community, most of them are well off. Yes, they you are. Know? But it, it comes from generations and generations of perfecting skills, then passing it down mm -hmm. to the next generation. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's a tremendous example for us today, you know, to pass down things to our kids and and even to our communities there. Yes, yes, yes. And when I think about the individuals and families at this particular church, at the Lighthouse, there is a large community of people that has some type of side business, some type of full-time business that they are doing. Just about everybody around here has something, some type of side hustle. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really great. Even young adults are doing things. And so that's another nod to you know, your leadership and, and this whole notion of pastoring entrepreneurs. How do you effectively pastor entrepreneurs, especially when people don't always start out in that realm? How do you effectively do that? Well, it starts with a passion. You know, you have to have a passion. Uh, you have to have a motive and a purpose. And you must see the value of it. When I look at people and individuals that come to the lighthouse or either in the community, I faced helping them from a holistic perspective. Uh, first thing, salvation. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Yes, you know, uh, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. soul. So salvation is number one. Mm -hmm. uh, then from salvation, home life, you know, marriage, getting a home in order, getting life in order. And then you've got to deal with finances. You've got to deal with economy and economics. And what are you doing to make sure that you have a happy home? And one of the things that help you to have a happy home is being able to pay your bills, mm -hmm. 
provide a nice, safe place for your family to live and, you know, enjoy the, you know, the necessities of life. So we believe in ministering to the whole man. So when we look at life from that perspective and we look at helping to bring people out of poverty, I felt that this was something that needed to be looked into and something that God would bless. Mm -hmm. And so after having a passion and a desire uh, to see people basically come up with another stream of income. Mm -hmm. I deal with entrepreneurship differently from some people. I encourage people to, hey, look, try to bring in another stream of income. If you got a, a job, good. But what happens if you lose your job? Or mm -hmm. What do you have to fall back on? Because a lot of people are living from paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. and month to month. And if you lose that job, what are you going to do? Say you don't get another job two or three months and you don't have anything uh, in savings. So I always encourage people to, you know, look for another stream of income which would come in, in many different ways. And one of those things could be entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So we try to help people to view it not as something big to tackle, but it's something simple that you can start doing. It could be mowing a lawn. It could be, it could be babysitting. You know, it could be, I remember just seeing a gentleman take a, go out in the community with just a rake. You know, yeah. no lawn equipment, mm -hmm. not even transportation, you know, mm -hmm. but just going out in the community and making all kind of money, you know, just raking leaves and bag, and the people were giving the bags. Right, to do <laughs> so, it. But it was a start. But it was a start, yeah. you know. And so just, you know, the day of small things and small beginnings. And, you know, as a matter of fact, as we were doing uh this this broadcast we you know I went out and someone was blowing the leaves it was a father and his son oh, the yeah. father started a business and his son is uh has the same business you know and they were both out there together so when you look at entrepreneurship from that perspective it is not that hard to phantom yourself becoming an entrepreneur it's not but i will add this little thought i think it takes faith Right. You can have the skill, you can have the dream, you can have the desire, but it takes faith to launch out into something that you, you know, you haven't necessarily done in the past. You, you don't know if it's going to work. What encouragement would you give someone who's at that point where their faith is a little shaky? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's the reality of having a nine to five with a steady check mm -hmm. or the faith of launching out into something that could give you unlimited income, but you're not really sure about how it's going to go. Right. What would you tell that person? Okay, well, faith, biblically speaking, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Mm -hmm. I would encourage, you know, people to get into a place where you can hear the Word preached, where you can hear faith preached. If not at your assembly, there, there are other sources, you know, books you can read, mm -hmm. uh, the Internet, you know, you got other ministries where you have people and preachers that are preaching and encouraging people to step out of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You got to do like Peter. You got to get out the boat. You got to you never walk on water unless, unless you get out of the boat. And so I would encourage people to get under a ministry or get somewhere where you can hear some preaching on faith. And that's one of the things that we did here at the Lighthouse. We just kept preaching on faith 
kept preaching on it and believing that God could open up doors for people to do it. Mm -hmm. And then get somewhere where somebody will believe in you. Yes, you know, Jesus. somebody will speak into your life and encourage you. You can do it. You can do it. Get in an atmosphere where you're around other people that are doing the same thing. What happened here, I believe that helped other people. When they came, they saw other people with businesses, yeah, you know. Exactly. A brother that came from way up north came down and he, you know, we would have different programs for entrepreneurs and he looked around and this family had a business and that family and this person and that person. He said, look, uh, I'm going to start a business. You know? <laughs> and so now he has a successful business, you know, yeah. as a photographer there. Yeah. And, uh, and so he came into an environment and an atmosphere where everybody was doing it. Right. And so if everybody can do it, it's got to be possible yeah, exactly. <laughs> because the, there's no difference between them and myself mm -hmm. other than the fact that they stepped out on faith and did it. So yeah. all things are possible if you believe. Yes, yes, yes. That is so true. Now, what if we have some pastors that are listening and are thinking, okay, yeah, I have a ministry. You know, I want to help the people in my congregation. I would love to begin, you know, pushing the thought of entrepreneurship to them. So what would be a good starting point for a pastor to consider if they want to begin offering entrepreneurship training or workshops to their very own congregations? Well, I think one of the things that you have to do as a pastor is, is have a desire, have a passion for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and see the need of the people around you. Get a biblical understanding and perspective about the importance of being a blessed person, knowing that if you really want to break out into the area of wealth and riches, as the Word of God talks about, you got to go beyond just a normal job mm -hmm. because a normal job, it has limitations. And yes. thank God there's nothing wrong with it. There's and I highly encourage everybody to do something that's going to bring in a regular stream of income. Mm -hmm. But if you want to tap into that place where God really wants you to be, you got to get to a place where, where there is no ceiling on the amount of money that you can make. Right, right. And in order to get there, you have to get into some type of entrepreneurship. The scriptures tells us so many things that encourage us to stretch out and be who God wants us to be. You know, it tells us we are the lender, not the borrower. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. It tells us that wealth and riches are in the house of the righteous. The hand of the diligent shall make rich. And as we meditate on the word, we will make our way prosperous and have good success. And we go on and on through the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And it tells us the benefits of just, just reaching out there and believing and trusting God. And presenting things, the Bible says, we present our plans to the Lord. Our thoughts shall be established. He'll give us knowledge and wisdom about witty inventions. So, I mean, as you read the word, God say, look, if you can think of it, I can bless it. Okay. You know, if you will try it, I'll back you up. Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand how that we can help people connect with the promises of God as pastors. And so... One of the things I, I would encourage pastors to do if you're listening or uh, you can share this with your pastor is to check and see what's already being offered in the community. Mm -hmm. There might be entrepreneurship training programs already in your community. And so there are a number of things that you can do. You can encourage your people to go there or you can bring in individuals right into your own assembly, mm -hmm. you know, and have 
you know, classes there mm -hmm. at various times, maybe off nights. You can have classes. You can uh, study and read about the subject, become familiar with it yourself. Mm -hmm. And then collaboration is the key. Collaboration, getting with uh, other venues, getting with other organizations in the community. One of the things we did, Eric, if you remember, we connected with a university. Yes, yes, Here, yes. we connected with the state, mm -hmm. uh, state of Louisiana. We connected with foundations and uh, organizations. So we just we just reached out and we were able to connect with a lot of great people that God placed in our pathway. You know, I believe God will give you favor. Yes, God will give you favor. And if you really have a passion to see people in your church uh, blessed with businesses, then I would encourage you to roll up your sleeves and get involved because there are a lot of information out there. There are grants that are available out there to help people that are looking at starting business. You know, we got grants that helped us to give grants to businesses, yes. which is very, very unusual. Very seldom can you get a grant for a business because a business is a for-profit entity. But we were able to get grants that help people buy certain equipment, help them with their payroll. And so as we begin to venture out and network, all kind of doors begin to open up for us. Uh, so I would encourage pastors to just look around in the community and make a connection. Also, see if there are any entrepreneurs in your church. Mm, you might have people good. in your church sitting up on your pews that are entrepreneurs, and you might not even know about it. Exactly. You know, the question is, how can I help them? Mm -hmm. How can I help them? How can I help them with their business? How can I help open up doors for them maybe to get more contracts? Can I connect them with other resources? Can I connect them with people that I know, that I network with? And so we used to have meetings here at the church where we would bring in the mayor, we would bring in consultants from the city, that actually gave out contracts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we would try to pair them off and connect entrepreneurs here mm -hmm. with those people to try to help them improve their businesses. And so, you know, getting involved in the community, I uh, would encourage pastors to, you know, connect with different boards uh, in the community. The Chamber of Commerce in your in your area is has a plethora of information that can help you and they are business friendly. Mm -hmm, if you can yeah. connect with them, you can bring in a lot of resources to your church and the church members and those that are interested in starting their own businesses. And I would say celebrate entrepreneurs. Yes, celebrate yes. entrepreneurs. Sometimes we we just have a celebration, you know, we just bring them up and give them trophies and pin ribbons on them and <laughs> feed them and say, look, we appreciate you all. Thank yeah. you for starting your business. Thank you for supplying jobs for other people yeah. and as service to the community. Right. You know, so many times people need to be encouraged, you know, and then while others are looking on, they are inspired. Yes. You know, they are inspired because people like to get a pat on the back, you know, not, you know, not to pump somebody up with a big head. I and mean, we're not talking about that, but we're talking about encouragement. People like to be encouraged, you know. And if you provide a service and you be encouraged, then it makes a difference uh, as far as moving forth with your business. So those are some of the things I think uh, Dr. Kelly would be very instrumental in helping a pastor or a church to bring about an entrepreneurial program. 
in their church and among their people. Well, like I said, I, over the years, I've seen you do a wonderful job with that, not just ushering in the process of thinking like an entrepreneur, but bringing in, like you just said, the partnerships, the programs. We want to thank you so much for all of that, for what you've done for the church and this community through Renewal Inc., which is the faith-based nonprofit that you started, just as well as just being a good example and having a good name that says a lot. You're not just someone who talks about things. You actually do it. So I just appreciate you for being just a wonderful example in that regard. And, uh, okay. you know, continue the good work. All right. Well, thank we'll you. Thank you. you. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. <laughs> Kelly. We appreciate you. You've been there with us uh, throughout the years. Been a major part of what we did here uh, from the foundation on up to where we're at now. Yes, and we appreciate you and the work that you're doing. And congratulations on, on your business thank as a you. consultant. And and uh, I mean, I think there's no limit to where you're going, and and the blessings will continue to roll in your direction. Yes, I receive it in <laughs> Jesus' name. But Bishop, regarding you, if a pastor or someone just wanted to talk to you a little bit further about some of your experiences, or maybe they want to have you come into their church and maybe talk about entrepreneurship, how could they reach you? What is the best way to contact you? Uh, you could contact me at 318. 318- Three eight seven zero six eight six. That number again is three one eight three eight seven zero six eight six. Or you can email me at lighthousemonroe at gmail dot com. Okay. Lighthousemonroe at gmail dot com. And your church also has a web page, right? Has a web page is lighthousemonroe dot com. All right. Well, again, I want to thank you so much for being with us today, sharing your passion for entrepreneurship. We hope that someone that has listened has been inspired. Maybe they want to go out and start a business as well. And so maybe we'll be hearing about some of those transitions as time goes forward. But again, keep up the great work and we thank you. For those listeners that have been listening, we want to thank you for tuning in to Five Questions with Dr. K. We want to make sure that you've enjoyed our broadcast. Send us an email at fivequestionswithdrk. Again, the number five, the word questions with drk at gmail.com and let us know what you think and until this time next week have a great day